Curtin Cade mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Many people think they have peace with God. Instead, their inner peace flows from a deceptive heart. You know, this was such a great conversation because we do uh, tend to fool ourselves. Oh, yeah, we do. We're really good at doing that. Yeah. We're good at talking ourselves out of things Mm -hmm. and reframing. Uh, that's a very dangerous place to to find ourselves, and uh, I love the conversation we had with uh, blogger and Christian thinker Doug Eaton. He's always uh, he's one of our favorite guests. We have a lot of them. I know I say it all the time. Uh, so let's dive into the uh, conversation at this point right here. Doug, welcome back. Hey, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, you've become a regular here on the show. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> All right, so Gladly. Let's, let's talk about this whole thing, you know, and this is one of those things where, um, you know, you use the word deceptive. We can very easily deceive ourselves as well as the enemy of our soul deceiving us, too. I mean, it mm-hmm. kind of goes, uh, dovetail, dovetails together, it goes hand in hand. Yeah, and I think, you know, even to just kind of kick off this conversation, it's important to realize there's actually two types of peace that are expressed in scripture, right? There's objective peace with Christ. That is, I am right with God because of faith through, you know, his blood. I, the enmity between me and him, it's settled. But there's also subjective peace. And sometimes you can be right with God, but not feel like you're right with God. But there's the other side where you can think, well, I feel like I'm right with God, but I'm not. That's the more dangerous one. So as as you kind of think about this topic, it's important to kind of realize that we're talking about that how I feel doesn't always align with reality. And that's where the danger lies. Yeah, feelings are real, but they're not always true. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about one of these signs of deceptive inner peace. Let's walk through these. Number one, peace without joy in Jesus. Yeah, and I've got five of them on this, this article that you may have posted. Uh, the first two really kind of are the most dangerous. These are the ones that say, look, if you're experiencing this, you're probably not in the faith. Uh, the other three can actually happen to Christians. But this first one, peace without joy in Jesus, we have to realize that Jesus is the only source of peace with God. You know, no one comes to the Father except through Him. And so if we think, oh yeah, my soul's fine, it's, it's safe, but we have no joy or concern about Jesus, then we've missed the point. Our pieces, we're basing our peace on something else other than Christ, and that means our soul's in peril because even though we feel like we're fine, we're not actually right with God because Christ is the, the source of that peace. You can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about trusting in our own merit. Well, this is the second one that can put you outside of uh, the faith. You may feel like you have peace, or maybe you have no concern about your soul. But if you think, or if I even think, you know, hey, yeah, I'm good. I live a good life. I, look, I even go to church. I do these things. And because of that, God will accept me. Scripture is very clear that that is not how we will be accepted with Christ or with God. Because, I mean, in fact, Scripture says our righteousness is like filthy rags to him. It's not acceptable because it's all tainted with sin. 
And so we cannot be saved by our merit. We must be saved by what Christ did on the cross. He took our sins. Our our sins get imputed to him when we trust in him. And he bears our wrath. And his righteous life is what is counted as ours. And that's what makes us have peace with God. You know what I love? I love the scripture. I don't know what the reference is right now off the top of my head, but it's it's so powerful. Talking about Jesus, he is our peace. He is. He's he's see he's not only uh, I mean one, he is the source of our objective peace. Like I can actually be right with God. But from there, Romans 5 tells us he sheds his love then abroad in our hearts. And that peace, that reality of peace, then starts to come into our hearts. uh, Hebrews says it washes our conscience clean. That that peace that comes, it it, it just dives deep into the heart of the the Christian. It's one of the most wonderful things about being a Christian. All right, so let's see. I I found the scripture I was looking for. It's Ephesians chapter 2, let's see, starting at verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier and the uh, dividing wall uh, by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. So there it is. He himself is our peace. Uh, I like that because it's kind of like a, a, I don't know, truth with handles in a bite-size format, if you will. We can remember that. Uh, I have peace Mm -hmm. with God through Jesus. He himself is my peace. What about... What about if we're just not interested in, in the things of God? You know, things, uh, the things of God are barren and dry to us. That's another sign, isn't it? It is. And before I mention that really quick, it, you know, a lot of people have trouble with this idea that we are at enmity with God. But Scripture says that Christ is the mediator, right? And everybody loves that idea. Oh, yes, Christ's a wonderful mediator. Well, being a mediator means that he stands between two parties in conflict, Our sin has separated us from God, so that's why it is so important that we have this mediator. But that third one, yeah, if if things uh, of God in our life are barren and dry, that is a sign of danger. Now, this one can happen to actual believers who can have objective peace with Christ, but they go through a time where they're just really not interested in the things of God. Well, that's dangerous because that's a sign of being spiritually unhealthy, um, and, you know, our hearts are prone to wander. If you think about disease, usually one of the first things that it does, or illness, is it steals your appetite. Yeah. And Scripture is very clear. We are to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm-hmm. We are, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after you, O Lord. If that's not happening, that's a sign that our hearts aren't really where they need to be. So this one's a little less serious in the sense of you may still be right. You know, Christian can even have this. But it is something we should be paying attention to in our lives. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Peace that is easily disturbed 
by Life's Troubles. Oh my, let's talk about that one. Yeah, now we're getting closer to home, huh? It's uh, it, it sometimes I think we just like no, life's is good, and that's actually because life is good. You know, yeah. everything seems to be going right, but the minute uh, an illness hits, or a financial trouble, or a relationship problem comes into our lives, if we melt completely and fall apart on that, it's probably because our peace was set in those things instead of the things of God. Because, you know, the peace that's born of the sinful flesh shakes when the things of the world shake. But if our peace is in God, as scripture says, the mountains can be moved and the earth can give way, but God himself is firm and we don't have to, you know, lament so much. I mean, obviously we'll face distress and we'll face troubles in the Christian life and we'll feel them, but it doesn't lead us to despair. Uh, and so I think, yeah, if we're, if we realize that troubles are just shaking us too much um, and pulling us into a part where we're just like, yeah, I don't think I can make it anymore then we're probably placing our hope in the things of the world and not in Christ. The final one you have here is pretty serious. Death will be fierce. What do you mean by that? Well, there's two. One, uh, for the unbeliever, obviously, is the most serious, right? If we think we have peace with God, but we have not gotten right with Him through Jesus Christ, death has not lost its sting. And as scripture tells us, the sting of death is the sin, and the power of sin is the law. The curse of the law that fell on Christ, if we don't trust in that, when we die, that will fall upon us. We have not been set free. We have not been redeemed. And so that's the the first most dangerous, right, for not having peace, uh, proper peace with God. But the second one, I think, can actually even happen to the believers. I know you love the Puritans, and I don't know if John Bunyan was considered a Puritan oh, or not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You better <laughs> believe it, yes. But, you know, his his analogy or his uh, book, Pilgrim's Progress, there at the end, when they're entering, it's an, you know, an analogy, entering into the, uh, the promised land, they have to cross the River Jordan. And his friend Faithful just kind of gets across the river easily. But Pilgrim, a Christian, he struggles. You know, I think for the believer, even if we're still trusting too much in the things of the world, we're going to stand fine on the other side of eternity. We'll be with Christ forever. But the process itself will probably be more tumultuous than it needs to be because we've been trusting in the things of the world and death steals all of that from us. And if we don't have a loose hand, as I think Corey Ten Boone used to say, on the things of the world... It's going to hurt when death pries them from our hands. And so it is so important to have, to keep our eyes on things above and not set our hopes on the things of this world because it's going to shake. Yep, no doubt about it. Mm Something that I wanted to ask you about has to do with decision-making and getting guidance from God. And, you know, there are things that we can put in place that can give us you know, some filters, if you will, or some guidelines to help us make godly decisions. Like, first of all, 
what does God's Word have to say about uh, something, you know, and principles we can lift out of Scripture. I mean, you open up the Bible, it's not going to say you should marry this person, right? But it tells you the kind of person that, uh, that God says you need to marry this kind of person, starting with the fact that they are a believer. So we, we have guidelines and principles in God's Word. But then also you have circumstances, and then you have other mature believers speaking into your situation. You can ask God for confirmation, and he's going to guide you. But one of the things I've heard many believers say when they're making a decision is, I just, I didn't have peace about it, or I did have peace about it. And so that has to be the final confirmation from God that I should head in this direction. Can this type of thinking ever be deceptive? Oh, I definitely believe it can. You know, I, I do truly believe that God gives people peace at times, and you just know. But that peace is not the ultimate source of our wisdom, right? It, it, you said it already. You've got to go to the Word of God. That is our source of truth. And feelings don't always align with the source of truth. I've, I've heard people make those types of statements, making clearly... Uh, sinful decisions, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm going to go into this business. And you're like that business is not godly. In fact, it is anti-godly. But I have a piece about it. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. yes. You, you, that does not align with the Word of God. And as you mentioned, Christian community and being involved in the church is so critical in making decisions like this because uh, the Lord has put them in our lives to speak to us. They sometimes they're willing to say the things we don't want to say to ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's true. Something else I'm thinking about, too, we know that we know that we know what God is calling us to do, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's as if God spoke audibly to you. It was that clear in your spirit. But you don't want to do what He's calling you to do, and we can talk ourselves out of everything. And so if God is leading us to do fill-in-the-blank, and it lines up with His Word, and we know the tone of His voice— um, we could say at the end, well, I just don't have a piece about it. And the reason why we don't have a piece about it is because we don't want to do it. We right. have to be so careful. We fool ourselves really well, don't we? We do. I think uh, I was talking to a friend about this, and he said, you want a perfect picture of this. Look at Jonah on the boat sleeping. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Good point. He's, he's running from God, but he's the only one on the boat taking a nap. He seems to be at perfect peace, but he his life was in peril, you know. And, you know, as, if you have conversations like this, I think sometimes you think, okay, there might be someone out there thinking, man, these guys are trying to disturb our peace. You know, like they, they want us to be troubled a little bit. Well, I think that's because we've come to the idea, and and they think that's a problem, because they think conviction, they don't realize that conviction of the Holy Spirit for our sins is a gift. Yeah. You know, the reason that we'd even go through a list like this is to remind us that every single one of us, even believers, struggle with some of these to some degree. I mean, as I write this, I'm thinking, yeah, I struggle with that one a little bit. I struggle with this one. But the whole purpose is so the Spirit says, yes, there's the problem. Now look to me. Find your joy in Jesus. Trust in my righteousness, not your own. Look to the things. When you when you start to do that, you know, the things of God take on. Uh, they're not so barren. They're not so dry. And the world 
hold on our heart begins to to break free and then at the end obviously death is not going to be such a tumultuous experience that's the reason it's okay to be convicted from the holy spirit uh, by the holy spirit as long as it's pointing us to christ mm-hmm. and Amen. conviction is very different from condemnation we should point that out yes big difference yes yeah Thanks for listening to Curtin Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.